Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Work Happy, the new podcast all about workplace happiness, brought to you by Worklife, with me, journalist Angelica Malin. This season, we're going on a journey to dig deep into the secrets of workplace happiness, with advice from experts, entrepreneurs, and coaches in the field. Danny Rush is Chief Customer Officer at Virgin Incentives and Virgin Experience Days. Virgin Incentives specialises in making the people you work with happy, providing memorable rewards for the staff who go above and beyond. As such, Danny plays a pivotal role in ensuring that thousands of companies across the UK maintain a happy and engaged workforce. Her experience as a business transformation expert means she has a deep understanding of what it takes to cultivate the very best company culture. Danny, thank you so much for joining me. So you're Chief Custom Officer at Virgin Incentives and Virgin Experience Days. Can you tell me what that job entails? Okay, so actually it's a new role to Virgin Experience Days and Virgin Incentives. And we've taken the opportunity to do something slightly different. So I look after customers and their experience, our partners, so suppliers and their experience, and also our team, so people and the experience that they have. And We've structured it that way to make sure that there is a lateral view across the business in everybody that is partnering with us or receiving one of our experiences to make sure that we are delivering what's important. So on a day-to-day, what does your kind of working day look like? So I'm, I probably start my day thinking about sales and what, what's kind of going on out there. You know, a customer still interacting with our brand and purchasing what we want them to, be, what, what we want them to purchase. And then I spend a majority of my time talking directly to my team around you know what's happening how are people feeling what's our environment is fairly we're all on one site there's only 90 people in our business so you get to talk and interact with everybody every day I spend a lot of my time in the customer service team listening to calls I talk to customers quite regularly if they've got particular concerns or they're interested in bespoke experiences that maybe we don't provide uh, but that we could Um, And the rest of my time I spend out on site with suppliers, talking to them about, you know, how challenging the environment is to deliver what we expect, what kind of barriers are there to our customers, you know, booking easily, having fun, advocating, repeating. So a true kind of split of time between those three departments. What kind of skills do you think you need to do the job that you do? Um, Oh, 
I think you definitely have to be a people person. So you have to be able to sit back and listen in detail to kind of requirements and expectations and then play them back out over, you know, a number of different outcomes or inputs. And I've developed into this role definitely throughout my career. I didn't start um, thinking that this is what job I would do, actually. I started in a kind of in the customer customer service looking after looking after customers' needs and then quite quickly realised how important team and people were to delivering a great experience. Um, and in this business that is truly linked to our partnership with our suppliers. So that's actually equally important here, which it isn't the same in every business, but here those three elements are very joined up. Yeah, you've got like all these different parties that need to be happy and motivated and like yeah. communication between them all as well, I suppose. And you're kind of sitting at the top of all of that and keeping everyone happy. Yeah, absolutely. And it, we've we've really seen the benefit of that. Or the business has seen the benefit of that in the last six months um, because there actually wasn't a role like mine previously. So there was a, a little bit of disjointed or kind of solo focus where now actually everybody understands the joined up picture of those three areas. Totally. I have a quote from Virgin's founder, Richard Branson, who said, if you treat your staff like smart and capable adults that they are and give them the choice to make informed decisions, you'll cultivate an environment in which everyone can flourish. Um, How much do you think that that philosophy influences the work that you do? Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure that I realised it at the time, um, but I've obviously read this quote before today and since I started working for Virgin and I think it's actually something that's been pretty important to my own career growth. So I've been really lucky to work in organisations that believe in that philosophy and have therefore taken that as an opportunity to learn and develop. And now I try to make sure that in businesses I can influence and people that I can give opportunities to, that I take and play that back out. Mm. Yeah, Richard Branson has a number of great sayings that we use regularly, so... uh, yeah. yeah, he's a good founder to have for that in that respect. I know, yeah, definitely iconic. So, it's, uh... um, so you've been working kind of in, in company culture and in customer service for almost 20 years in business transformation. Mm-hmm. How much do you think company culture really matters? And then I'm going to also, I want to talk also about how you kind of create good company culture. But firstly, w- why do you think it matters so much? I think it matters more now than ever before um, because people are more aware of it and we talk about it all the time and you know, 20 years ago we didn't. I think the other reason it matters is because 20 years ago there was a few people that did it, a few businesses that cared about culture and now most businesses to some level do care. I think the average, you know, person in Britain that works is spends 84,000 hours of their life at work. So it shouldn't be a surprise that the culture, the environment that we work in is important. Um, I think it's, it's especially important in businesses that are going through change or transformation or growing quickly because that, that's a point where you've got high pressure environments and people are required to maybe go the extra mile and therefore the culture that's surrounding them or the environment that they're working in becomes even more important. Mm. What does good company culture look like to you? I think it... It, it, it means a diff- it means a couple of different things in, in different businesses. I think a it's about being inclusive so everybody can be part of it. I think it's a feeling that you get up in the morning and you want to go to work and you understand what you're contributing towards. Mm. I think it's a feeling of achievement that kind of together as a team you are getting on and achieving something. Um, 
I, I also think that a good culture is really clear expectation setting and understanding of the goal that you're you're going to achieve. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, and I think it isn't all of those things aren't in every single business, or maybe don't need to be, but in businesses that are change or transformational. Mm it's important to have a mix of those. On like the practical side of stuff that you can do to boost your company culture, um, what are some of the things that you found have really worked? So you talk about kind of having a shared vision and experience. Yeah. Like is there anything practically that you can actually do to make that stuff happen? Yeah, absolutely. So like the space that you work in, um, I, so uh, Virgin Experience Days, Virgin Incentives, we have had a whole office refurb. So we used to have offices where you know, all the senior team sat and their door was shut and there's behind closed doors and now we have a completely open plan, everybody's on the floor. And that has, the way that people feel about interacting with senior members of the team has completely changed and everybody feels that Kind of breaking down that hierarchy. Yeah, absolutely, super important. I think the communication is a tangible change that you can really see the difference in so you know just communicating a strategy is definitely not enough regularly updating people making sure they're asked you know what's important what's not we focus heavily on co-creation and we have our team again it's it's easier for us because we're on one site and there's 90 of us um but we talk all the time to the team around you know what does good look like for you what does good look like for you how do we together make you know this place a place that we want to be every day and we try to make it as personalized as possible so you know everything doesn't suit every team and we have some different mechanisms in our business so flexible working for instance Mm. is really good for a number of teams and not so good for others but we brought the business together cross-functionally and said okay how are we going to make this work and what is right for us and what are we going to tolerate and what are we not and how do we deal with the, mm. the challenges. So, so I suppose rather than making it top down you're actually just you know listening to everyone and trying to get as much feedback as possible. Yeah absolutely and I think we are very clear as a leadership team that we are behind it and we support it but we're also very clear that we don't have the best idea to you know our idea is not maybe suitable for for everybody else mm. so we want, we want to make sure that we're inclusive and that's also a big you know Virgin are very clear that inclusivity is important to them as a brand. Definitely. And you know that kind of feedback, is there any mechanisms that you put in place to actually get feedback from people? So is it like surveys? Like how do you listen to your employees? Yeah, so we do we do a number of things actually. So we do do a survey. We do on every six months, which is lots of questions that doesn't only ask around, doesn't only ask customer engagement questions, but also about the climate that we're in. So, and about people. Um, we do lots of three sixty feedback that is that can be open or can be confidential on everybody as a leader in the business. Um, we hold regular forums, so once every month, for instance, we'll hold a forum where we'll have cross-functional teams come and talk about how they feel. And every 90 days, we do a pulse survey just to check on how we're doing. One of our big measures is around have you seen change from the last feedback session that you've had? Mm. And that's a metric that we continue to, to track because, you know, that that's the thing that's important to us, that we're continuously making sure that we listen and then we take action. Mm. It just sounds like you're really kind of hyper aware of yep. whether people feel like they're progressing, things are changing. Because from what I know from my friends who work in big corporates, that's the big frustration is you'll say things a hundred times and nothing ever changes. And that's what people end up leaving over. It's the small things often. Yeah, absolutely. And I've worked in some big corporates and some have been better than others at uh, feedback. I think it's, it's harder in a big corporate to 
visibly show the change as quickly as it is in maybe a smaller organisation, especially when you've got multi-site locations. But actually, it's just about completely, you know, completeness and reiteration in mm. believing in what our purpose and values are as a business. And Do you think like the age of middle management has kind of gone? This like traditional structure. Do you yep. think that's disappearing? Yep, absolutely. I think there are, and there 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 will be a need for middle management in whatever that means these days. In a <laughs> in some organisations but we we as a business don't feel that that is a you know a necessity anymore I think we are definitely you know our executive team as leaders are we challenge ourselves to make sure that you know we are open we don't need lots of hierarchy you know Mm -hmm. we are hands-on in what we do we understand the detail of our business and and therefore our teams believe that we're in it with them as opposed to you know not involved um do you think that there's been also a bit of a generational shift in that middle management has disappeared, but also what millennials and Gen X want out of work has kind of changed, and that's one of the reasons that middle management has disappeared? Um, yeah, I think it is. I think that I think there's two things. I think the expectation from you know people now is very different. It's actually much higher than it ever mm-hmm. used to be. We, you know, I definitely used to work in a world where you went to work and you did your job and you was pretty grateful that you was that you was getting paid and you know you kind of rocked up and did what you were supposed to and now the expectation of work is much more than that yeah it's more about kind of passion than connection and yeah. I, I yeah i do think that that's a generational thing is i think we expect more out of work we want more and we want to feel that sense of purpose rather than loads of money or like a nice present when you leave you know that's yep. kind of changed i think yeah absolutely and we are we as a business are very keen to keep on top of that so we don't have a mission statement we have a purpose mm. and we try to make that as simple as as possible for everybody to understand and attach themselves to i think that but, but i know so i think that has a, that has an impact on middle management kind of those roles not needing to be there and, but i also think that's driven senior leaders to uh, to be more aware and force them actually to be more involved in what people on the ground actually want and, mm-hmm. and taken away some of those you know those layers or times where you had 10 people between your ceo and your customer you know how now that seems crazy we would never have that in an organization like ours now. yeah you'd listen a lot more yeah. so can you tell me a little bit about what version incentives does as a business and what you're trying to deliver on yeah, absolutely. So we Virgin Incentives is the B2B or the business arm of uh, Virgin Experience Days. And our job actually is to make sure that we provide our customers with really great, exciting experience days or events for their team to be able to enjoy together or to or for them to use to incentivize team members as reward and recognition or even customers actually for for loyalty. And uh, what is the effect of those rewards? Like, do you have any studies that you've done about rewards? Like, how much do they work basically to make companies happy? Yeah, so we've done tons of research actually. So we have there is a study that's by Warwick University that employee happiness increases productivity by twelve percent. We know that there is a growing need for people to have experiences that create memories instead of buy tangible things that might have a short-term impact Mm. positively for them so we're kind of hanging on to that we've also seen the consumer trends grow quite rapidly for people to experience things as opposed to buy stuff Mm. and we truly believe that 
that businesses are slightly behind the curve on this mm. and we're trying to kind of lead the change really to to help people understand that this is that actually businesses should follow the consumer yeah what are some of the most popular experiences that you offer um, we, we offer a wide range. We have about 2,000 experiences, um, all of which are purchased at some point every year. Um, some of our most popular categories I mean, are there are dining, so eating out and going to some, you know, anything from some high-end restaurants in London with some kind of famously named chefs down to visiting the Shard and then going for afternoon tea. They're, they're very popular. Um, and then you've got your kind of supercar driving days mm. so they're, they're also su super popular and that kind of adventure category is where experience days really started mm. for you know across the industry it would have been things like helicopter fl helicopter rides or learning to fly or super drive car days and really the businesses have just expanded from there so that's still hugely popular it's always my favorite bit on the apprentice when whichever there is the winning team gets the experience day yes i know that's my like cultural reference to experience days yeah they get to go and do like some chocolate making class or they go get booked in for a massage yeah absolutely and i think we've we we believe that and we've done some work on this recently to think about um you know our our offering is very diverse and we like to empower our our partners and our customers to you know, pick what's right for them and we'll help them curate a range if, if there's more than one that they're purchasing or, or create an experience for them that's going to be right. Mm. And we work really hard to get to know our customers, especially our kind of corporate partners that are buying experience days from us all of the time to incentivize their team or use for team days. And we think a combination of doing stuff as a team and an experience, but also being able to be awarded experiences you can share with your friends and family is yeah. the perfect mix. Yeah, because I think if you only had ones that were just to do with your colleagues and stuff yeah. like that, it's quite nice to bring it into your personal life a bit more. Yeah, absolutely. And now um, the consumer side of our business, we've just launched a new campaign that's about giving people stories to tell and creating positive memories. And we think that, you know, doing a day, a team building day with your team or doing it with your family and friends, actually you create a story between you that you then can go on and share and, you know, relive on other occasions. On team building days, I feel like they have a slightly kind of cringy, yeah. um, <laughs> like, and you know, connotation. I, I kind of imagine episodes of The Office when they make them do just terrible exercises and stuff like that. What does a good team building day look like? Like, what should you be trying to achieve with your team building day? Okay, I think, so if I... I can probably reference our last team building day actually as a leadership team. So we had an off-site meeting and we talked in the morning around business performance, what we was doing, we was clear on what the objective of that morning was. It was particularly short, we knew what the goal was and we quickly documented. Shortness, that's key. Yep. Don't drag it out. <laughs> Absolutely. And then we left there and we went to, as a team, we went to the War of the Worlds um, experience, which is a VR experience. And we did that as a team. There's five of us in our leadership team. Um, and we did that together and then we came out and we talked about one, kind of how we felt about it and was you know, all laughing and sharing our our personal views of the very scary VR <laughs> process. And then we talked about how our customers would feel after experiencing that as either a team or individually with their families. Um, and thought about how what improvements we could make to that. So for us, we're lucky that our team building days, we can 
experience, our own experience that we... I was going to say, do you think that's important that you can put yourself in the shoes of your customer so you know what they're experiencing? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think in in every business that I've worked in, that's been a key, a key part of the roles that I've had and also a way for me to make sure that my, you know, perception of their reality is, is aligned and we commit as a leadership team at, at Virgin Experience Days to do that. We go once a month as a team and once a month individually with our partners or children mm. or friends to, to experience and we will do end-to-end booking to make sure that that's seamless. We mystery shop all of our partners and suppliers. Do you? Yeah. I was going to ask how you choose them. Yeah, so we choose them on reputation, um, on quality, and then on value for money. Those are the three kind of top line categories. There's there's some other detail that we will go into around, you know, availability and ease of booking. Um, but different experiences require, you know, different levels of availability and ease of booking. So our three main categories. If you were to give some kind of top tips for businesses about creating a happy work culture mm-hmm. um, and happy employees, what are some of the main main takeaways that you've learned through your career? Um, I think talk to the team, like talk to people and, you know, co-create. I think it's really important that that you don't design a scheme that you think is, you know, and, and people work really hard on designing schemes that they think are going to land really well and they don't. And lots of the time people ask why they haven't landed well and it it will be because you haven't got people involved in designing that with Mm. you and these days nobody likes to be told what they need to do even if it is fun so I think that's definitely kind of giving them a sense of ownership over the work yeah absolutely um I think transparency around what it's going to look you know what what are your kind of workplace work day the rules around it kind of are Mm. I think there's the days are gone where you know, people just accept that you can't do that because someone told you to. So being honest and transparent about why the why we do things this way and why we can't do it maybe in another way is, I've definitely found to really help me. Um, that communication point. Yeah, absolutely. And I think in terms of culture, purpose, values, all of that kind of, t- kind of stuff, continuous reinforcement, you know, you have to talk about it all the time. It has to be part of everything you do. You can't just you know it's not a marketing strap line it's not a it's not a campaign you have to be able to live and and breathe it and everybody has to understand why that's important Mm. also on the mental health point I feel like the conversation around workplace happiness and mental health has become so much bigger and it's almost shifted away from mental health being something you sort of sort out in your own time and actually like companies have a lot more obligation and responsibility to look after the mental health of their employees is that something you felt yeah definitely um I think you know if you've been in a working environment or a senior role for a number of years you would see and feel that shift it is definitely there and I think there's, we are having to be, you know, more intelligent about how we fight that now. So some examples of what we've done at, um, at Virgin Experience Days and Virgin Incentives are around wellness sessions. Um, so we lengthen lunch breaks for people. We make sure there are fixed breaks. We don't. We actively encourage people not to work through most of our team work from 8.30 to 5. We don't have people that feel that they have to stay, you mm. know, super late or get super early. And we as a leadership team support that 
if we don't sit at our desks until 7pm at night. Mm. Um, we have a boxing class that we run every Monday so that people can kind of get out and do some fitness and we we fund that as a business. Um, we have regular stand-ups. We close, you know, the phones, the emails, every part of the office down on a Monday and we have a business update on Monday so that everyone's really clear because I think clear communication gets rid of some of the uncertainty in businesses, especially when you're going through change. Um, we have like Friday drinks once every month, we celebrate everybody's birthday, we, we actively do things to socially get people together. Mm. Um, we have a, a head of HR, like a head of people that um, we've recently recruited actually that is that specialises in this kind of stuff because we recognise that it's Im- really important to us that someone has someone to go and talk to that can understand and help them through. Help them through. So we have flexible working if people feel like they yeah. need to do different different hours. Um, we have hot desking if people don't feel like they want to sit in a certain environment. So we try to create an environment where if anybody feels pressured about a particular thing, that there is no they're not forced to do a particular There's thing. There's no kind of should yeah. on any of it. Yeah. The flexible working, um, how does that work in practice? And do you have any advice to share on people who are thinking about bringing flexible working into their company and are kind of nervous about it, I guess? Yeah, I'd say start simple and ask your team what they really want. So whenever you mention flexible working in an organisation that hasn't had it, everyone's scared because they're like, oh God. People are going to go home at 12 o'clock on Friday. This day the office is going to be dead. What are we going to do? And the reality is that isn't actually what people want. Um, So we started really simply and said, okay, we're going to have flexible working and we're going to contain the hours to the day. So our core hours are 10 to 4. And you need to work your full day, but you can work it around that. So you can start at 7.30 and you can leave at 4. Or you can start at 10 and you can leave at 6.30 and then work our way up from there. Um, before we launched, we brought everybody together and said, this is what, as a business, so we had lots of different workshops and said, this is how we think it should work as a start of an idea. People disagreed and said, okay, I think this, what about this? There's some, um, So we just openly discussed it. We again said, you know, how about if people abuse it? What are we going to do then? And we let the team create the kind of, consequence of abusing it you know what's going to happen if people don't use it right mm. and it, it landed so well and there are some people like our customer service team aren't included on the core flexible working scheme because of the hours that they need to be available to customers and we're working on something slightly different for them mm. but they was fully understood because they was involved in the process of creating the mm. policy so it's that communication throughout i guess mm. that makes it what are what are some of the challenges that you have come across across with it do you find that people do abuse it um no we haven't i think some of the some of the challenges are you well you will get people that absolutely you know kind of do it to a t maybe people that would have been a bit more flexible previously are now less flexible Mm. um i think there is some people it suits and some it doesn't our offices i think because we have a culture that isn't particularly demanding in terms of your work-life balance we don't open at weekends we're just Monday to Friday actually there's less room for abuse Mm. Um, it sounds like to me that if you give people the freedom and you give them the ownership and the agency then they don't kind of take advantage and I suppose they also realise what an amazing perk is because it's not something that you want to kind of jeopardise or get rid of so you want to do your best possible job yeah absolutely that that that's definitely my belief is that you if you 
are clear and ask people what they want and you explain how close you can to get that and you you communicate that in a fair and transparent way then it's hard for anybody to yeah to really, really push back it. on that yeah yeah just that kind of open dialogue with your employees yeah and flexible work it is yeah again it's one of those things that years ago was like oh no one you know mm. everyone was very scared of and people didn't want to ask for and now it's a given I mean most people who are taking you know a senior role or, or any role actually expect some form of flexibility mm. Mm. well I think it used to be that we thought we'd have to put our lives on hold while you work and now it's this whole idea of integration if you're going to have kids you want to be able to go back to work and it doesn't yep. have to be like one or the other and yeah. it's taken a long time I think to ca- for companies to catch up with that of that integration between between the two yeah absolutely do you have any kind of top tips for stress management so anything perhaps that you do personally mm-hmm. to help you manage your stress to help you like readdress your work-life balance yes so I and it probably something that I've got better at as I've got older and as my children have got older it's definitely less stressful (laughs) but um I write lots of lists and tick things off so it's quite easy especially in a job like mine where I have quite a wide remit to do lots of things and feel like you're running in a hamster wheel and actually not feel like anything's being achieved so I if I have an objective to achieve or a project I'm working on I will detail it out for everybody that's working on to see and actively at the end of every week cross out what we've done so that everybody can go home on a Friday and be like actually I feel I know I've done this this and this Mm. this week and that helps me reset for a Monday morning um I have definitely grown into empowering my team much more than I used to so that I don't have to do every single thing myself or be so controlling over situations and that that's definitely helped me um I think even, so the boxing class on a Monday, I also attend with, uh, so 30% of the business actually really? goes, which that's is great. Amazing. Yeah, that's really great. And I go too, um, and, and especially in peak, peak trading is a very pressured environment for us, so it's it's really good, it's really good fun to relieve, to mm. relieve stress. Um, mm. I also think that when you go home, you should go home and shut your laptop and not look at your messages on your phone and have it have a you know relax so that you can come in fresh the next morning mm, yeah not constantly checking it I'm yeah. the worst for that and literally will be in bed at night just like on my gmail having a look yeah absolutely and I think there's um that I've had to it's a kind of a learnt trait that I've had to fight and say you know my husband's pretty good he's like come on down and get off the phone <laughs> so yeah but I've definitely felt the benefit of that of thinking well I can have a closed mind I mean I just went on holiday um and for the first time in years, I felt relaxed, and I read four books that was, you know, not particularly challenging to read, although very interesting. But um, yeah, just felt super relaxed, yeah. and it's definitely beneficial. I've come back really kind of fresh-minded into fresh. work. Yeah, mm. just letting yourself the, have the time off, yeah. just to be refreshed. Well, Danny, thank you so much for coming to chat to me. If people would like to find out more about Virgin Incentives and Virgin Experience Days, where should they go online? Uh, well, if you you can just. Google actually Virgin Incentives or Virgin Experience Days and you will be able to see what we have to offer. Pick something nice for Christmas. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Or look out for our Black Friday deal so. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. to this week's episode of Work Happy. If you're looking to work happier, book your free week at any work-life space at work.life forward slash free trial. Thanks for listening and don't forget to share, subscribe, rate and review. We'll see you next time and until then, work happy. Candy Store production for Work Life, hosted by Angelica Malin and produced by Van Connor. T-shirt weather by Poddington Bear appears under Creative Commons 3.0 with podcast recording facilities in partnership with Work Life. Visit work.life for more information and you can find us at candystoreproductions.co.uk. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.